2: David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me.
0: But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important
1: question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You're listening to JoJo Siwa Now with me, JoJo Siwa, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome back to JoJo Siwa. Now, it is still Q&A time. I'm answering all of your questions that you wanted to know that you sent in on my Instagram at it's Jojo Siwa. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking, but I'm going to keep talking. But instead of talking about my intro, I'm going to talk about some questions. Let's go. Sophia underscore Sophie 21. Hey, JoJo, do you have any regrets like a movie or TV show that you turned down and why? Um. Okay, so I don't... I don't really have a regret, but I do have like a like, ooh, um, I turned down doing they did this, Fox did this incredible show called Stars on Mars. And it was the first season of it. And it was going to be a really fun show, again, secluded from the world, similar to Special Forces um, for a longer chunk of time. And it was a competition show as well. And they asked me to do it. I'm so stoked. And then it was actually one of the first projects that my team was like, no, you can't do this. And at the time, I was like, well, why not? And there was, there was a bigger picture why I couldn't do it. And I was like, all right, that's fair, valid. I will trust you on this one. But like, I was mad. I was angry. And then about a month later is when I got the offer for Special Forces, uh, which is also a Fox show. And so if I would have done Stars on Mars, I wouldn't have been able to do Special Forces. And then I wouldn't have my family that I have now with, with my boys and my girls, my sisters on the show. I... I wouldn't have my fellow recruits. So I'm very, very... At the time, I was very sad that I had to say no to doing Stars on Mars, but then I was very happy that I got to do Special Forces because without that, I'd be still the same old, same old JoJo that I always was. Oreo's Bestie, who's your favorite ex? LOL. What a question. Like, I love that I was like, hey, ask me a question. And Oreo's Bestie was like, I want to know who your favorite ex is. Like, that is baller. Um... I don't. I mean, I don't. I. I I mean, I do. I do have a favorite. (laughs) It's kind of like when you have kids. You know, you don't have a favorite, but like you do have a favorite. Um. I don't know. I of my true exes, that's hard. Um. Of people that I've talked to, not actually dated though. I. I've been able to kindle a friendship with somebody Um, actually two people that I've talked to have been able to kindle a friendship with that has been super nice and pure platonic, um, which has been so incredible. And I think that that's cool because, you know, at some point you realize like, look, we're all young. It literally doesn't matter. Like we we never did anything. We never dated. We never even went on a date. We just kind of like flirted over texts like that's all. And so now that we're able to have like a true friendship is is pretty cool. But yeah, I bet you want to know who my favorite of my exes is. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out. Uh <laughs> Uh, when do you want kids from Reptosaurus 425 when do I want kids literally yesterday Um, I want babies so bad little Freddie, Eddie and Teddy will be coming to town as soon as possible Um, I don't know I want to have babies I think I want to be pregnant when I'm like 23 or 4 and then have babies when I'm like 24 or 25 I think like early 24 or super late 23 or and then you know what I mean like I feel like that's the right timeline for me or like pregnant Early 24 having babies. I don't know. I don't know. I a lot will depend on my career. I really do love my career. I love performing. I do want to carry my own children. Um within a few years, though I decided not carry my own children. I think I would have kids younger. Um, but if I if I want to carry children, I think I would wait a little bit. So that way I can perform a little bit more, enjoy my career a little bit more, then have babies, and then continue. But I will have to take, you know, a bit of a break while I'd be pregnant. Um but yeah, no, my babies will be coming everywhere with me. Oh, my God. Little Peanuts on tour. Freddy, Eddie, and Teddy will be running around those arenas. They will be having the best time. What are your last thoughts in the wings before you go on stage? Just from night underscore underscore. My last thoughts, I I go crazy before I go on stage. I am either so calm and just like, yeah, here we go, whatever is going to happen. Or I am like psycho running my dance over and over and over and speed running and doing all my rituals. You know, I do a special prayer every time. Then I do my dance moms one, two, three, five, 6, seven, eight, kiss, kiss, knee knock, knock. And then I say, I'm prepared. I'm excited I have myself because that's something Jenna and I used to say. We would say, I'm prepared. We're prepared. We're excited. And we have each other, you know, I have all my fun little rituals that I do. But yeah, like right before that moment before I'm just like, all right, here we go. Whatever happens, happens. Like, no turning back now. Sweet and sassy in Texas, do you see yourself moving out on your own soon? This actually was a question that got asked a lot. And I I saw this question a lot in a positive way, like, hey, when do you think you're moving out? And I also saw this question be asked in a negative way, of like, yo, you're 20, move out already, or why do you still live with your parents? That's embarrassing. And it's funny to me that someone cares that much that I still live at home. I mean, I have a beautiful family. I have a beautiful home. And I'm very lucky that we're all still able to live together. Um, talked about moving out. I have. Uh, it's, a, it's a conversation that actually comes up in my family quite often. Thing is, is it's not really safe right now for me to live on my own because, you know, people find out where I live. People will show up at my house as it is. And so if I was alone, you know, that'd be... It'd be different. And I, I think I will wait to move until I have somebody that I'm ready to move with. Um, there's also the option that I would stay here and my parents would move. You know, this house is kind of a, a, a shared house. And so, I don't know, but we... I mean, it's it's our setup is so great. My parents and I have the best dynamic ever. Our house upstairs is kind of divided into two. You know, so we have right where I am right now is actually uh, on, on half of this side. And then I have my room, I have my closet. And I don't know, I there's no reason for me to move out right now. You know, I, I go in my room and I close my door a lot. And my parents are very good at just like letting me do my thing. But yeah, no, I just I mean, eventually I'll move out. But like, I love my family. I don't, I don't feel the need to yet. Livia Elizabeth, why do you think you is in all caps? That's why I emphasized it. Why do you think no one else from Dance Moms talks to Abby? Like really? You know, this goes up back again to everyone has a different experience. Um, And I don't know. I think everyone left on different terms. I think Abby is a very prominent figure in everyone that has been a part of the show's life, whether they would like to admit it or not. At some point in time, everybody did respect the world out of Abby and wanted Abby's approval. And I think now that everyone's older, you know, it's for some probably is the best choice to just not have any communication to Abby. For me, the best choice is to have communication with her and is to make sure she feels the love and respect that I feel like I should give to her. You know, what everyone else from the show's journey was, is is different from mine. But for me personally, you know, I... I do want to have a good dynamic, a good relationship with her. She helped me get here, and I will forever be grateful and forever give her that respect and honor because she she deserves it. Kaylee64 underscore coming about me again with the negative question. This is what I was talking about. Will you move out when you, when will you move out? You're 20. Be independent. Girl, get out of here. I'm the most independent person. Get out. Amanda underscore Davis underscore Dancer. <laughs> oh, this question. I just love it. Because I don't understand it, I'm gonna read this word for word. Why will you guys not address what happened to the old Mimi, M E M E, bees, B E E S of X O M G Pop? Why will you guys not address what happened to the old Mimi bees of X O M G Pop? I don't, I lit, I don't know what that means. Don't know what Mimi bees is. Sorry, dude. Would you want to tour your new music with a live band? Absolutely. My my new dream. I know G Flip is their own artist, but like, imagine me going on tour and G playing drums the whole time. That would be so lit. That's like my new fever dream. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I definitely want a live band, live dancers, live band. That's like my it's my new vibe. I just love it. My best friend Kez, asked me this question. She said, "Can you smell popcorn?" I have literally no idea what this means. I feel like it's some inside joke between the two of us, and I just, like, forgot. But I'm like, Kez, what? She's probably awake by now. I should text her and be like, what did you mean by this? I mean, I can smell popcorn. Like, huh? I don't know. Anyways, JoJo's underscore lover fan, your favorite and most sold JoJo product. This is actually crazy. So the JoJo bows are a massive empire, um... And a lot of people think those are my number one products. But actually, toys and electronics always outsold um, accessories. And I don't know if that's because there was more. I don't know if because the value was more. I don't know if because there was just more. I mean, there wasn't more variety than there was bows, But bows would be considered accessory. And then my dolls were the number one driver of toy sales. So it's actually my toys are you going to go back to short hair? This is a debate that I've been in for so freaking long. I don't know. I, uh, some days I'm like, you know what? I really want my short hair back. Other days I'm like, you know what? Nope. Uh, I like long hair. Other days I'm like, give me made hair. I want extensions. I I'm all over the place with my hair. I never know what I want to do. I never know if I like it or not. It's this hair is a mess. Giselle J Jaisal. Jazel, Jazel, I don't know. Hey Jazel, Um, what's your favorite challenge that you did on special forces? My favorite challenge. Okay, as hard and as torturous as the boat challenge was where we had to carry the boat for two miles, it was so satisfying when we were done. I mean, that car ride back to base when we were just sitting in the car all dead was just it was so satisfying. Also, the <laughs> the backwards dive off the hella on, off the boat when we had a backwards dive. I was so proud of myself. I was like, yes, freaking nailed it. Then he was like, miserable fail. I was like, guess I didn't nail it. Like, I I don't know. And then um, of course the damn wall, I'm running down the damn wall. I mean, when are you ever gonna get to do that? That's I mean, that was crazy. Alex underscore ye 09, Do you miss being on tour? I do so much. I dream the tour was one of my favorite phases of my life, I think ever. Um, such a fun phase such a fun dynamic, such a fun vibe. I mean, there, there's nothing like being on tour. It for sure, for sure was one of my favorite phases of life. And I can't wait to be back out on the road. I really can't. Do you ever miss doing JoJo's Juice? Um, I do. I think of JoJo Juice when it was in its prime, you know, when I had first moved into my apartment. I feel like it was when JoJo's Juice was really in its prime. Uh, but I, I, I remember doing JoJo's Juice on Dance Moms and it was always so difficult because Wednesdays, were pyramid days and Tuesdays were interviews. So normally what I would try to do for Jojo's Juice was film on Monday, edit on Tuesday, upload on Wednesday. But then what would happen is Monday would be our day off and I would just be tired and not want to get ready. And so then I would be like, you know what, fine, I'll film it on Tuesday. Then Tuesday would come and I would have to do interview and then go to the studio and dance. So I'd be like, all right, I'll just, I don't know, I'll do it tonight. And then I'd get back tonight and I'd eat dinner and I'd just forget. And so then Wednesday would come and there would literally be some Wednesdays at 11 o'clock at night where I would just like, like crap, I haven't done it yet. And we I used to do what's called Jojo's Juice Live, and I just pop a live stream on YouTube and I would do it live and then like we just ended it. Um Jojo's juice was very stressful, but I I loved it. You know, it was when it was in its prime, it was the best thing ever. Amanda Jasper, how old were you when you realized you were gay? Wish I would have figured it out sooner. Um, I think I realized I was gay. I I don't think I let myself realize it until I was 17 and because I kind of had a crush on this uh, friend of mine before I got to see her again. And so like I kind of knew because I was kind of jealous of her with other girls, but but I didn't really know, but now looking back, I knew. Um, but I mean officially when I was 17, but unofficially, I mean, the signs were there when I was 12, 11. Now knowing what I know, I don't know. I, I feel like everyone kind of figures out when they're gay at their own, uh, on their own timeline. But I think everyone always knows. I think it's just when you allow yourself to believe it, which it's going to be different for everybody. Unity Gold 24 sticking on the gay subject. Why are you gay? Cause girls are great, man. I don't know. Anti underscore social underscore goose. Do you regret being filmed from such a young age? This is something that I don't there, there is there is no regret for me. I feel like it was what I always wanted. I always can remember being happy. I do see some kids and I'm like, you are not made for it. You know what I mean? Like you are not able to handle the stress and the pressure and the public life of what comes with working in the industry and being on camera. But I know that at the time I was and so I think a lot of child stars, you know, have resentment to their parents because, you know, parents should not for the kids in the industry, but I truly believe that like, I was meant for it. And I look back at me and I, like if I, if I was, my mom asked me, she was like, if you were to raise your kid, like what would, like if you were to raise you as a kid, what would you do? And I was like, I would, I would be like, like, go, keep going. Like I would do the exact same thing. Uh, and so I think I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really regret it. I don't know anything besides it, so I can't really say fully. I mean, I only had eight years of life before my life was public, but I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't regret it at all. underscore Roberts how do you handle hate and speculation and gossip and drama and how do you stay happy this question is 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 brutal um hate and gossip and speculation and drama are some of the hardest things to deal with um things that i always try to remember is that hate all it is is speculation gossip and drama and you 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 said those in your question which is why i use those three words Hate is not. I'm trying to think if this is gonna sound messed up or not, and I I don't really know. Hate is not real. Hate and bullying is something that people do to think they're funny, think they're cool. It. I I I do think there are some people out there maybe who who do have bad intention, but I think most people in this world try to have a pure heart and I think people bully hate make fun of cause gossip drama bullying because because they think it's entertaining or fun or funny or cool the reality is it's not it's just an easy way um to try to be cool uh which is which is sad and I think that is really changing um nowadays which I think is really special and really cool that especially like the next generation is going to get to experience that um for me, the people around me really are who and what keeps me happy. Um, Normally, for about three weeks, I fixate on something. So currently, I'm in the drumming phase where I'm drumming all the time. Working out really helps me dance, really helps me under skydiving, really helps me stay happy. Um, But yeah, the, the hate and speculation and gossip and drama part of that, it really just is like just know that like Susie hiding behind her phone making that comment really doesn't affect you if you are proud of what you're doing and you are happy it is your life and that is that is the only freaking thing that matters Oregon nook said genuine question how is your hair doing after all that damage honestly it's doing great this is a question that i was like i gotta answer this because i'm really stoked about my hair journey i had a stress rash when i was little from dance moms that i picked at, so i killed all those hair follicles luckily it's only on a small chunk of my head on the left side of my head but um It it that's the only place that my hair is damaged. Everywhere else is pretty solid. Mentally dot underscore dot drained, same girl. What's your favorite dance you've done with XMG so far? My favorite number that I've choreographed for them is either their new song on their Christmas album, S-A-N-T-A, which is the cutest song ever. And also their dance um, to their song, Party Like a Pop Star. I love both of those. I was just watching them do Merit yesterday and Candy Hearts, though. And I was like, dang, those are good. Like, I really like those, too. I really, I really mess with those. Like, I really vibe with those. But something about this Santa one, S A N S A N T A. it's so cute. There's this one part where they go, oh, and they do this little, like, kick and, like, little sparkle hands. And it's just, oh, it's, that's probably one of my favorites. Jody Godfrey any regrets from your coming out story honestly no I don't think I really have any I I wish I would have posted on my Instagram feed instead of my Instagram story but that's I mean it's practically irrelevant like literally doesn't matter at all east.m0 how hard is it getting into a relationship while being in the public eye it is practically impossible I'm very proud because nobody knows the people that I've talked to on a relationship level this year. Um, Obviously, I haven't dated anybody this year, but I have, you know, I'm I'm 20. I'm 19 and 20 this year. I I, I chit chat around. And I'm very grateful that no one knows because in the past, everyone's been able to know. Prior to 2023, they've figured it out before I even figured it out. Um, But this year, it's really been under wraps. And I'm really proud of that because that was something that I said I was going to do. I was going to keep my relationships more private because... You know, I have been in a few very 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 public relationships and my two relationships uh uh that were public taught me a lot about relationships in the public eye. They taught me that it's not just me. They taught me that it's me and a person. And I think with my first relationship it taught me, you know, that it's me and a person who has very pure intention with me, but is it didn't, doesn't have this public lifestyle that I have. And so that taught me that, look, this is my life, not hers. And then I think my second relationship taught me that maybe this relationship isn't with the purest intention and maybe they're longing for this public lifestyle. And that once I realized that, that kind of got to me too. So now I try to keep my talking to my relationships far, far away from the internet. I don't do that good of a job like it's not that hard to figure out if you really wanted to but I'm better about it and I think now when I do get into my next serious relationship you know that could be a tomorrow or it could be in 20 years from now I think I will play it by ear because I I really do think that it just depends on the person it depends on the situation the circumstance it depends on everything and I don't know I'm just a firm believer and everything happens and you know if it's if it's meant to be it'll be and if it's not Sure, sure as heck won't. Caitlin.Ashley underscore, what's it like being a brand? Do you still have to uphold a certain aesthetic for marketing? So this is something that's crazy. So my life, I have been a brand, you know, there's been JoJo Siwa products, there's been JoJo Siwa movies, JoJo Siwa TV shows, JoJo Siwa videos, JoJo Siwa songs, and and it's, it's become a brand and versus just human. And what's crazy to me is I've Done something that people haven't done yet, which is take a real human and make a brand out of it. Nothing I ever did. I'm looking around my room right now because I have all the JoJo products in here, and nothing I ever did was fake. Nothing I ever did was ingenuine. Even, even down to having my dog Bobo. Like that really was my dog. I really had a dog named Bobo. We really signed Bobo to Nickelodeon as well. Like it, it all was so real and every every bit of it I, I said on my very first podcast the only lie I ever told was that I don't that I liked candy I really don't like candy um but everything was real like it, the unicorns the rainbows the sparkles the all the color I don't know it all was who I was all the videos were who I was all the songs were who I was they all came from my heart and I you know was lucky enough to be able to write all my own music and come up with my own music video creative and everybody just, went with it. And there was a few times where people would try to take my brand in, in a different direction on the corporate side. And I would slow the brakes and I would be like, Hey, look, you can do this. But if you do this, I'm out. And I will say publicly that I'm out. And I will say that I had nothing to do with this and that you just took my image and ran with it. And when I would say that, everyone would be like, okay, no, 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 no. Like, what are we, what are we doing wrong? Then I'd be like, it was one time was when a doll had piggy buns and versus a side ponytail and bone. I was like, I've never worn piggy buns in my life at this point. I, I was like 15 or 16. I was like, I don't wear piggy buns. That's not a Jojo doll. You can sell that doll, but you can't sell that as a Jojo doll because that's not Jojo. And everyone was like, no, it's like a character version of Jojo. And I was like, no, that's the thing is there's not, there's no such thing as a character Jojo. And they were like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, it was a learning curve for everybody because, you know, being signed to Nickelodeon, they knew SpongeBob and Paw Patrol where it was a character. You know, you could put Paw Patrol, and you can put Chase, who's wearing a cop outfit, typically, you could put him in anything, and it's, Paw Patrol, it doesn't matter, right? It's an animated character, but for me, it was a human, and I was a human, that was a brand for the first time, and so there was that disconnect of, you know, you can't just do anything. Um, I remember, too, when I went to go film my movie, The J-Team, someone told me there was this big drama, which maybe I'll get into one day, Um, we can do a whole podcast dedicated to The J-Team and all of that, Um, there was this drama this right before we started filming where I was getting told what my wardrobe was and what my hair and makeup was gonna look like, and I was like, absolutely not! And everyone was like, well, what do you mean? Like, you're an actor in a movie, you don't get to say like, no, this is what the director wants. And I was, I remember being like, but this, this isn't just a movie. This is the J team. I'm being Jojo Siwa. I'm playing myself. Like yes, there's a script and there's a director and there's other casts that are my friends in the movie that aren't my friends in real life, although they became my best friends. Like, I I try, it took a second for everyone to kind of wrap their head around, wait, this is not a character, she is being herself, but there is a script, how does this work? And I was like, the the, the script is based off of me, it's things I would really say, you know, I, I had meetings with the writer to help and this probably was pretty sassy of me at the time, I was almost 18, I was 17, I was an old seventeen. Then I told them, I was like, well, then you can cast somebody to play Jojo Siwa because Jojo Siwa doesn't play Jojo Siwa. Jojo Siwa is Jojo Siwa. And they were like, oh. And I was like, there's no such thing as a character Jojo. If you want Jojo, this is Jojo. We wear a side ponytail and bow. We wear bright colors. This is what it is. And it was, I mean, it was small details of they didn't want me to wear Jojo bows. And I was like, I've worn Jojo bows the last nine years of my life. We're going to do the J team where I'm playing Jojo C1. We're not going to, we're not going to wear Jojo bows. Like what sense does that make guys? And so once I really got everyone's head wrapped around it, it just was new and no one had done it. But sometimes, unfortunately, what I've learned in the industry is you have to get aggressive and you have to get stern and you have to stand your ground. Otherwise no one no one cares and no one listens. And it's it's something that we all do. And then after the fact, you have that awkward like, yeah, yeah, no, we're good. We're cool. Um, and it's happened to me where people have gotten aggressive with me to do the right thing where people, you know, will threaten things. And well, if you're not going to do that, then uh, fine, I'll do it. All right. Yeah, no, we're cool. Don't worry. I understand like you just had to do that to get your point across. Like it's It happens all the time. Samantha underscore Elaine underscore, would you date someone that is not famous? hundred percent. I've dated somebody that is famous and I've dated somebody that isn't famous um my two main relationships have been one in the industry one in the not and uh yeah no I don't I don't have a preference I think just you're you're human you as you're human Madeline 13 why are you pretending that Sandoval isn't a roach uh because he's not Sandoval is a human um Tom Sandoval is definitely uh I, I don't think calling any human a roach is a good approach I think uh, you can have your opinions on people for sure, but I don't think we should call people roaches. I think that's pretty embarrassing. The um, thing about me is I met Tom in a very vulnerable state. I met Tom on Special Forces where we're all away from our families. I didn't know who he was. I never watched Vanderpump. I didn't know what went on. I didn't know who Raquel was or Rachel or Ariana. Or I didn't even know there was another tom i didn't even know that was a thing and then i found out there was a bar that tom owned called tom tom and i was like oh my god funny like jojo like he made tom tom and then i realized there was another tom like I, I didn't i didn't know anything about it and i i hate it when people do that about things but i i genuinely didn't know anything about it and so I was able to help Tom see a perspective of like, look, dude, not everyone in the world knows what's going on in your life. And he was like, no, like you don't understand. Like you open Instagram and like it's, it's right there. And I was like, no, no, no. That's because it's your Instagram. I was like, there's 7 billion people in this world. All 7 billion don't know what's going on on Vanderpump. I promise. Now, I don't condone cheating at all. Um, I I am a very, very, very loyal person. I would never. And if any of my partners ever did, I mean, it's that's That's it. You get no shot. You know what I mean? You get, you get, you get no chances. Like if that ever was happening to me, I'd be like, all right, thank you. Next. Um, and that's just something I would never do. It's not who I am. So I don't condone cheating. Um, I do think Tom got put in a situation where his worst mistake got exploded online. And do I think he handled it the best that he possibly could have? No, but it's, again, something you learn of, and there's not a book on how to deal with something. There's not a book on how to do life right. There's not, there's not, and this is all our first life. Um, so I think, think to wrap it up, I will never, ever, ever, what is this question? Why are you pretending that Sam, Tom Sandoval isn't a roach? I will never think any human is a roach, um, ever. I will think humans are humans, and I, I think that life happens, and Madeline, if I could give you any advice, go outside, (laughs) go read a book, go stop worrying about Tom Sandoval. And if I stop worrying about if I think Tom would stop worrying about you thinking that I'm not thinking that Tom Sandoval is a roach. I mean, come on home girl. Like you got those way better things to do with your time than that. I promise. Would you ever date a guy? Um, I mean, look again, I believe your person is your person. However, I've dated a man and I don't think I would ever again. I, I don't know. A lot of boys have come into my life that I'm like, man, I really love and adore you, but I could never, ever, ever, ever date you. I think that's why me and Tyler get along so well. Because every girl in America wants to be with Tyler Cameron. I mean, I think even some gay girls would probably be like, yeah, nah, that's a, that's a hot man. Like, if he wanted me, I'd I'd go with him. But I look at Ty and I'm like, dude, I love you so much. The other day he was complimenting me so much on the podcast. And I was like, I'm the only girl that's going to say this. But like, thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Like, I don't know. I think that's why we're able to be such good friends. Cause those, those, those boys in my life are just like, they're my people. But I could never see myself ever dating a boy, I don't think. Never say never, but I just don't think so. Um, the other day I I this is kind of funny funny story. I looked a mess. I mean, I I I looked like a hot mess. I had just gotten done working out and I FaceTimed Nick from uh, Special Forces, Nick Vile. And Nick's a, Nick's also a beautiful man. He um he was a bachelor bachelorette. Um so you, you know what I mean. Anyways, FaceTimed him because it was his birthday and I'm looking at myself on the FaceTime and I'm like, I'm for sure the only girl that's ever called this man looking a wreck like this. Like, you know, every girl that he's ever talked to is like ready for their FaceTime and I was like, nah, he gets me (laughs) post-workout. Renz 003 do you still talk to any of your exes I do um I think a civil relationship is healthy um obviously that gets tricky uh when you start a new relationship some people don't like being friends with exes um I don't think friends is a fair word to say for me with my exes. I don't think I'm friends or could be friends with exes. I think there might actually be a question coming up about that. Or maybe I just saw and didn't screenshot it. Somebody asked, you know, is it, can you actually be friends with an ex? I don't think you can, but I do think you can choose to be civil and you can choose to be okay with each other and not hate each other's guts. You know what I mean? Lily underscore always underscore comes underscore back underscore. <laughs> What's your favorite song that you made? For me, High Top Shoes and Out of the Park. Ah, those two songs will always be my favorites. We're almost done here. We got four more questions. Buckle up, buckle up. Sadie underscore Howell, why did you get your teeth done? Um, This actually, I got my teeth done because I always say like how baseball players buy cleats, singers, and pop stars buy teeth. Um, I don't know. I... It was in COVID, and I was either going to have to get braces to fix my teeth quick because Invisalign wasn't going to fix them as quick as they could. Um, braces would have been faster, so I was either going to be brace face, or, which is nothing wrong. I actually think braces are really cute. I just didn't want to have to deal with like the eating of braces um, and the upkeep of them or just get veneers. And I knew I was probably going to get veneers when I was 20, 21, 22, and so I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll just get them now. So I got my veneers when I was 17, 16. Well, I was a baby. All right. Why did you cut your hair? Brittany underscore Millwood wanted to know. Honestly, just because I wanted to. I had always wanted to ever since I saw Miley Cyrus. And I was like, now is time to shine. Let's freaking chop it. And I got the okay from my team because, you know, there's a lot that goes into a big change like that. So I got the okay and I took the decision in my head and never looked back kp underscore vander how do you stay motivated to eat healthy and work out this is an incredible question because it is very difficult at times um there will be times when i am feeling so good and so healthy and there will be other times where i'm like i just want a donut right now that's the only thing that'll make me happy and i think something to remember is that that's okay um i've learned that sometimes you know your mental health has to come first and whatever 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 is going to make you happy that's what you got to do to get there Um, I see my future. I see what I want my body to be able to do, um, performance wise and working out. Honestly, I mean, the hardest part is getting out there, but once you're, once you're at the gym or once you're in your workout outfit at your house, like whatever, whatever it is, wherever it is, the hardest part is getting started. But once you're there, it's, it's, it's easy to keep going. Um, I, I really do find fun in working out. I find enjoyment in getting to exude that energy. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I. I thoroughly actually enjoy working out. All right. Last question. Madeline Madde, Madeline G. Stout. Madeline G. Stout. Madeline Scout. It's, clearly, I'm never going to know how to say your name. What was one of the biggest things you took home with you from special forces? Uh, I thought this would be a good question to end on because it comes just with some advice. And that is that life is precious. And I think on special forces, all of us, all of the recruits got to our mentally lowest point we've ever been at. You're away from everyone you know, you're doing the hardest thing you've ever done. You're having these massive celebrations anytime you finish something, but then you have no one to celebrate it with. Um, You become family with strangers. It is the furthest thing from your normal life than you, that, that, that you could imagine. But you, it makes you realize that your people that are valuable to you, what is valuable to you and could be things like a car and it could be things like a hug, you know, what, what is valuable to you and whatever that is, is okay. Um, so I think I just brought home with me that like, look, life is short and it really put that into perspective that life is short. Uh, and so I think now I've been living. Definitely a better life, definitely a healthier life. And I'm, uh, I'm very stoked to say that I, I loved being a recruit. It was very fun. It also gave me, I mean, such a higher respect for our military. And, and, and I, I think that people that serve our country are some of the bravest, strongest, and most respectable people out there. Um, just getting a taste Uh, one percent of what they they do is is was actually insane um and then I love discipline and I I brought that home with me you can always go a little bit further a warrior a warrior doesn't get ready a warrior stays ready um all their all their quotes that they taught me while we were there uh the, the ds means business and they held you accountable and they held me accountable And they don't let you slack. And I I think I've kind of kept that with me, which is something that I'm very, very, very proud of. Um, And the last thing that I really do apply in everyday life is failure doesn't mean it's over and failure doesn't linger. Something about me is when I failed at something my whole life, say you lose at a dance competition, you go back in the studio and you lost. So now your whole goal is to work to beat that loss, right? That is your whole goal. And to do better. And that's been my life. You know, I grew up in the competitive dance world. But something that special forces taught me is you fail. Okay. You move on. And you you I was always worried we were gonna talk about that fail again or get punished for that fail. So say, you know, I failed the backwards dive off the helicopter. They said, Mizobo fail. I go up, you failed. Great. Go in the dry tent. We never speak about it again. We never spoke about a failure after the fact. It was that moment. You failed. You know you failed. Where are you going to go now? And that is something to me that was like, failure doesn't linger. It happens and it's over. You can choose to let it linger or you can choose to pick up and move on. And that was something I was always so afraid of failure. But now it's actually kind of one of my favorite things is failing. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's like, no, if you fail, it doesn't doesn't matter. It really doesn't because no matter what, time's going to keep going. And if it lingers... That's on you to eliminate it. You know what I mean. And so I've, I've really, I've become less afraid of failure. I've become kind of more interested in failure because it kind of spices it up a little bit. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a pretty, pretty solid place to end this Q and A. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been enjoying JoJo Siwa, now please let me know. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Download wherever you're listening at. You know the whole drill. You can follow me everywhere at it's JoJo Siwa. I really do love y'all and I really do appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you supporting and I appreciate sending in your questions. That means the world to me. Keep your eye out because I'm sure we'll do another Q&A soon on here and uh, I love y'all. Peace. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Podcast. Be sure to write us a review and maybe if you're feeling it, leave us five stars. I'll see you next week.
1: America.
4: Listen to Locatura Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.